So hey there, friends, and welcome to this episode of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. I would love to chat today about something that I think is even more powerful than habit, or I guess we could think of it as being something that makes our habits even more powerful, and that is around how moving towards what we want, rather than always just thinking about moving away from what we don't want, can be incredibly helpful. Hi. And welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self kindness. We'll look at the ways self kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. So, welcome. I was about to say that this is the first episode of the year, but that's not true. Last week's was. Um, I think because I've got two school-aged kids and school holidays go all the way through January, uh, the real kind of start to the new year doesn't feel like it happens until Feb in my world because the opportunity to get into any kind of routine really doesn't present itself until then. So as I'm recording this, um, I've been off to the hairdresser, which you can maybe tell if you're watching on the video, I've had a bit of a haircut and she put a little curl in it, which is fun. Um, up above me, there is some furniture being moved around in one of my kids' rooms, um, and the day has been one that's very full of lots of different things. Um, but anyway, I wonder how has the start of the new year been for you? What have you been up to? And specifically, how have you gone about setting goals if you have done that, if that's something that you do? I've actually moved away from setting goals myself. Uh, which maybe I'll touch on a little bit later. But I did want to talk about something that I think can be far more powerful than a kind of goal or a habit all by itself, um, which is around moving towards what it is that we want rather than constantly thinking that we have to move away from what we don't want. Um, So we're going to talk about that in a moment. But what I did want to talk about first was a decision that I made recently that I wanted to share with you all. So If you've been around for any length of time, you've probably heard me talk before about the Self-Kind Hub. So the Self-Kind Hub is my online movement platform, and I have been running the Self-Kind Hub since the end of 2019. It is movement, mindful movement, somatic exercise, gentle yoga, all on demand with some live stream classes in there as well. And Over the years, I have kind of progressively increased the price of the self-kind hub because in the online business world and business world in general, that's what we tend to do, right? We increase prices over time. And while we were on the kind of Christmas, New Year break, I just found myself continuously thinking, I want to make the hub cheaper. The cost of living at the moment just seems to be like out of control. It seems completely crazy. And I thought about this kind of constant push, I guess, to increase prices because we're all kind of trying to keep up, right? Um, And it also is partially just the thing that we do. And I thought, you know, I'm in a position where I get to choose what my prices are going to be. And the self-kind hub is kind of my most accessible thing that I do, right? So I do one-on-one sessions, which are $120 an hour. I do uh, the Soma Home course, which is, you know, in the hundreds. And then I offer the Self-Kind Hub and I thought, you know, I want this to be the most affordable thing. I want it to be accessible to more people. And so I've dropped the price. I've dropped the price to $43 a month, which works out to be less than $10 a week. 
And for that, you get unlimited classes. It's unlimited on-demand sessions, but it's also live stream classes when we run them. So we run every Wednesday morning, Melbourne time, in school, uh, not school holidays, in school term. So we start that right at the end of Jan. Um, we have kind of like four blocks of 10 weeks per year. Um, so that's included in the price, monthly masterclasses, printable sessions, guided audio. There's so much stuff in there, but I've reduced the price so that it's less than $10 a week because I could and I wanted to. And so I did. And so I just wanted to share that with you, that if you've been kind of thinking about it, or perhaps you've, you know, looked at it before and you've thought, you know what, it's just out of my price range. Um, I have dropped the price of that and hopefully that will make it accessible to more people. So I'll pop the link in the show notes to go and check out more about that. Um, but I did want to let you know that because it was something that, you know, played on my mind for several weeks and I knew that some people would call me crazy because that's one thing we don't do in the online world is tended like, or in the business world is decrease prices. But I was like, you know what? I just know this is what I want to do. So that's what I did. Um, so anyway, after that, let's talk all about today's topic. So this came up because as I was just talking about, very little routine happening in my world at the moment, and it really won't return until Feb. There's like little bits of routine, but for the most part, my kids are home. I'm sort of trying to be a you know, reasonably present person with them when I can, um, but also working, mm -hmm. still seeing clients. And routine is not available in its normal format. And what I have found is that I miss it very much. And it's funny because I don't think of myself as being a very routine person. I have a tendency to prefer to like figure out what I need to do based on how I'm feeling. And there are reasons why that works and there's reasons why that's sometimes really challenging. But for the most part, I don't think of myself as requiring a lot of routine in order to be efficient and, you know, productive and all of those things. Um, but what I've come to realize is that I actually really like routine and I miss it when I'm not in it. And part of the reason why is because I notice a difference in the way that I feel. So when I'm in my normal routine, I walk pretty much every single morning. That's the start of my day. I'm not doing that right now. There's no reason why I couldn't, but we're just out of routine, right? Um, I normally move a lot more a lot more often. So more walking, I roller skate, I play basketball, I coach basketball, I get down on the floor and I roll around a lot and do somatics and yoga and all of those things. And when we, when I'm not in routine and those things aren't running, right, the classes, the basketball games, um, I'm not doing my normal walking. And for whatever reason, I'm also not doing as much somatic movement as I normally would. I think again, just because of a lack of routine, I feel different in my body and it's not as nice. It's not as good. It doesn't feel as pleasant. And that is that ingredient that I kind of alluded to right at the beginning of this podcast is like, what's the thing that makes our habit better or even is better than habit in a lot of ways? And that thing is the desire to feel a certain kind of way. And we notice that we're missing it or we're lacking it when we don't have it. Now, this sort of sounds obvious when it comes out of my mouth. However, I don't think that this is what draws most of us to the activities that we do on a daily basis. So the walking, the yoga, the somatics, the regular therapy, the Pilates class, whatever it might be, 
Sometimes we're doing that with a very conscious, like, I feel better when I do this. But there is also tends to be, for a lot of us, a lot of should around that as well. Because we kind of have this sense of what things we should be doing in order to be healthy, productive, good, kind humans. But the energy that we kind of bring to something when we think we should be doing it versus how we kind of approach something when we're like, you know what, I just feel like so much better when I do this is palpable. I think we sense it, we feel it, we can tell the difference. It's made me think of, it's kind of like similar parallel, moving towards what it is we want rather than constantly moving away from what it is that we don't want. So in my kind of field, I often have, I guess, people come because they're not feeling the way that they want to feel, right? But the focus is on, I feel anxious, I feel tight, I'm in pain, you know, insert whatever word there fits. And we want to move away from those things. That's our instinct, right? I want to not be in pain. I want to not feel anxious all the time. I want to not blah, 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 blah. But I think that when we're constantly focused on the thing that we don't want to experience, it becomes this very interesting situation where I think we feel like we're trying to fix a problem. And when we feel like we are trying to fix a problem that is something that exists within us, right, something that is kind of playing out through our feelings, through our behavior, through how we feel, it can very much feel like the problem that we're trying to fix is us, right? Like we are somehow inherently a problem and we're trying to fix that. So I want to feel less anxiety. I want to feel less pain. I want to feel less um, self-criticism. Those might be some of the things that we would say. And it becomes this kind of almost battle to pull away from these things that we're experiencing. The problem with that is that as humans, with very human brains, with very human experiences, we are going to probably continue to experience those things on some level, in some way, as we move towards what it is that we want. So if we've been experiencing anxiety for every day for the last five years, there's a fairly good chance that as we move towards not feeling that way all the time, that we're going to still be experiencing anxiety on some level. And so if our goal is to simply move away from that thing, then we might miss when that's happening because it still happens sometimes. Does that make sense? So there's this sense of I haven't succeeded because I still have felt anxiety. On the flip side, though, if we are clear about what we want to move towards, I want to experience more moments of calm. I want to experience more moments of connection. I want to experience more moments where I feel ease in my body. Then we can notice those moments when they happen. Because it's not the absence of something else that says, hey, I've like succeeded, I've, I've achieved. We're noticing the presence of something, which, you, you know, could be the absence of something else, but not always. So these are sort of two, I think, parallel ideas that kind of overlap. Because when we do this, right, when we're moving more towards what it is that we want to feel rather than away from what we don't want, same thing. I think we start to notice when we aren't feeling that way, 
right? So it's a funny thing kind of moving away from anxiety, away from tension, away from pain. Because like I said, we will still feel these things on some level at some point in response to something, right? We're very human. That is probably a given um, at some point in our lives. But when we are experiencing kind of what it is we want to move towards, we're going to notice its absence when we perhaps don't do the things that help us to feel that way. We notice the absence of what it is that we are desiring because it feels good and we're moving towards something that feels supportive and like nice in our body, right? It feels the way that we want to feel and so we notice its absence. And then we move towards it again, not because we should, not because we feel guilty, but because we're like, hey, it feels better that way, right? I feel better when I move in that direction. I want to give you an example that's really kind of simple, and maybe we'll just illustrate this from a different perspective. I took my kids to the dentist recently, and you know they ask all the normal questions like, how often are you flossing and all of those things? And um it got me thinking about flossing. Now, I floss every day. And that, you know, dentists are like, yay, finally, somebody who flosses every day. Now, I don't do that because it is has been kind of drilled into me that I must floss or I'm a bad human or I must floss or I'm gross or anything like that. I do it because my teeth are very tight and when I don't floss, it doesn't feel good. It hurts. My mouth hurts. And I can tell the difference, right? It starts to feel like everything is just too close in there. And so I floss my teeth because it feels better when I do. Now, the reason that I bring this example up is because sometimes we could be fooled into thinking that we feel better when we move towards these actions because what we're actually experiencing is an alleviation of guilt because we finally showed up and did it. Okay, so if you have had the message like, you have to floss, otherwise it's disgusting. You have to floss, otherwise you're not a good person. You have to floss, otherwise you're bad. Then you're going to alleviate guilt when you go ahead and floss your teeth. But if that's the only reason that you're doing it, it probably doesn't do much more than just like alleviate guilt. That's a very different feeling to being like, oh, I like the way this feels. This has changed something about what I'm experiencing. Now, you don't have to have tight, tight teeth for that to be the case in the floss example, right? You might just be like, I feel really good about the fact that I'm taking an action that's going to benefit my future self because there's a good chance that by doing this, I'm going to need less work, you know, less chance of cavities, blah, 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 blah. So it's not that we have to have like a tangible feeling in our physical body, right? Like the tight teeth example, but it's something other than guilt. It's something other than should, which is so vitally important. If I could do one thing for all the people, it would be to like suck out that guilt, right? Suck out that, that notion that there's anything that we should be doing because it just is such a poor motivator. We think that it works really well because it actually can inspire action, but how does it actually make you feel on the inside? That is a better question to be asking because if it makes you feel crap, if it makes you feel like you're never good enough, if it makes you feel like you're just constantly in a battle with yourself, it's not worth it. 
finding better reasons is. And so as you kind of think about, you know, we're in the, are we in the second week of January? I think we are, maybe. Um, I actually don't even know what the day is. I think we're not even quite into the second week, maybe. Maybe it is the second, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Wherever we are at right now and whatever time it is when you're listening, whether it's January or December or anywhere in between, having a think about like how am I kind of compelling myself into action here? Is it through shoulds? Is it through force? Is it through uh, noticing what I want to move away from? And what would it be like? Try it on for size. Everything that I offer up is just something to, to try, right? It's, it's not the only way. It's not the best way. It's just a way. So what would it feel like to just see? What does it feel like to focus more on what it is I want to move towards? And what does it feel like to notice, hey, what does it actually feel like when I do these things? What does it feel like when I show up for that weekly somatics session that I told myself I would do? Not because I'm alleviating the guilt of finally showing up and doing it, but like, what does it actually feel like in my body? And can that be a bigger why? Can that be a better reason for continuing to build that habit? Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. And if you are looking to add more movement this year into your life, in a gentle way that allows you to get really curious about the way that you feel, check out the links in the show notes. I am going to pop the link for the self-kind hub that I spoke about earlier, um, but I'm also going to pop a link to my most recent like free somatics class on YouTube. Um, and I have a free live class coming up as well. So I'm running a live somatics class called Ease. Uh, at the end of the month, at the end of January, and I will pop links to how, for how to find out more about that in the show notes as well. Um, there's a chance that the link is just going to be to my newsletter sign up because I don't think I've made page for Ease Live yet, um, but that is coming up in just like three weeks. We're going to do that live class. Um, so I'm home is coming up in February as well. So I'm going to just drop all the links for everything into the show notes. Um, heaps of stuff coming up in 2024, but whether you join me for any of that or you're just tuning into this episode, I'd love to know if that feels helpful, if that feels supportive. And until next week, keep being kind to yourselves and I'll be back again soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at ericaweb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Selfkind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.